Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. got a new lipstick called Love Weapon. Look at me. Why? I'm a love weapon. <laughs> because we know who's writing. It's like some sex-craved, starved housewife is writing all of the the words for makeup, is naming makeup. I'll go, I, you know how, you know what that does to somebody with no self-esteem to walk into Mac and be like, I'll have a better than sex mascara um a ben mio two in the pink one in the stink lipstick and the she used to be a hooker but she felt empowered and got an education cream foundation please thanks they're like wow you have great eyesight (laughs) it just wraps around and around it is it's it's good hi how are you great i haven't seen you for two weeks what has happened the third week or the wait no it's been two weeks I had stuff to do last week. I had to go to my parents' uh, anniversary due. Right. How was that? It was a rip-roaring good time. Barbecue was had by all. Very successful. My mother doesn't like being the center of attention. Sure. Glad glad she's not on a podcast. So it's good for her to be awkward when people show up. Did she wear that cape? Oh, wasn't that... I love the the picture of their going-away outfit, which, by the way, I would 100% wear today. The cape and white boots. God, she was. Wasn't like a... even white boots. Those were white knee high socks. Wait, what? Yeah. Wow. One hundred. She gave Shelby a run for her money. She did, and she had a bonnet. She had a going away bonnet. Love it. Too bad oh. she didn't have the cherries on the lapel. With the you just get a suit with little cherries on the lapel, you know. Uh, what have you done in the last two weeks? Tell me about your life. What's going on? Hmm. You're looking bulkier. Is it because I'm getting smaller? Yes. <laughs> you do. You look very large to me. Not, it's not in you're like. Shrinking. <laughs> I know. Maybe Pat I Kramer. am. Do you ever go to a poorly built fun house in like a 4-H fair situation? Is it similar to the one in Coney Island where you can see all the magic because they have not properly lit the place? <laughs> So you're like, I've never gone like, in there. Watch that. out for the skeleton. How can you see it? I'm like, are you serious? It's right there. Like, oh, <laughs> like it takes, it's like a pole start. <laughs> the light is so bright in there that you see everything coming at you. They also store all the cups and like silverware <laughs> for Coney Island behind yeah. their little like black curtains. Yeah. Yeah. It's storage space slash haunted house. Yeah. The witch gets stuck on like the like solo cups. <laughs> He's just like a guy with a, a fish hook, just throwing it out there and dragging oh, it. I'll get him. Well, uh, I'm oh. terrified. There's nothing better than a crappy carnival, and I we're do. coming up on carnival season. I love carnivals. I do like the rickety ass rides, even though I've seen every Final Destination. I know what's going to happen. Oh, I know, I know. But it's nice. It's like preparatory movies. Final destination. What's Here's really what funny about killed. those, though, is that those tiny rides and those shitty little carnivals go so fast. Oh, you my think God. that they would go slower. No, they're aggressive. Yeah. 
because they're working on momentum. They don't have actual like gears no. and electricity to use. It's just like a teenager who kicks the back of your cart and everything goes downhill. Yeah, it's like that one, um, like it's an erector set. It's an adult erector set that some teen put together yep. between blowjobs from his girlfriend who works at the Dairy Queen. It's like Mousetrap, that game. Yes. Yeah, and you have yep. to set all the dominoes up like, one by one. Do we have any more black duct tape for uh, the <laughs> tilt whirl? That's fine if you got scotch, if that's all you got, scotch tape. An actual scotch. <laughs> I'll drink that and then I'll operate the ride. For some reason, I was in a cab on the way to the work, on the way to the work, to work. And they were, for one reason or another, showing a clip of King of Queens. Yeah. Now, the show's been off the air for about 35 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is this doing? And Leah Remini looks like she's about seven and a half pounds. Yeah. Like her original face. Oh, remember the original face? You flash forward to now, Leah Remini, you can't... Decipher what she's like a Picasso because there's so much yeah. smoke and mirrors. Her nails are now like from FX's pose. They're like nine feet long. Yeah. Like, what, what? She's got she? no hard edges. Like that's when you see RuPaul on Drag Race, everything is so fogged out. Like you yeah. can't tell where he ends and the background begins. Yeah, it's like pointillism. Yeah. It's like made up of Did you watch that Scientology thing? Because uh, mm. at one point she literally had a fan going. I'm like, okay, not everything needs to be a music video. I can't believe that it's still, I think it's still going. Yeah, how many seasons does she have? Like, we get it. I think she just wants to find that guy's wife. I think that's like the goal, but I don't think it's ever. I don't even know what that storyline is. It's the guy, the main guy who runs it. And oh, Miscavige. Yes, and his wife has not been seen in like 12 years. Okay, there's something going on in the ether. For some reason... This You mentioned it today. I heard his name the, yesterday. And before that, the other day, like last week, I woke up <laughs> in the morning and for some reason, the first thought in my head was David Miscavige. Just the name. It flashed in my head. And I have no idea. Is this a psychic thing? And should I be like calling somebody? Why would it be psychic? Because I don't know. Why would that just drop into my mind? He hasn't been on my mind. I haven't watched Leah Remini. I'm not checking on Scientology. I'm Maybe not it's driving because it's past one of those weird thing. last names. You can't like. Is it Miscavige? Miss. But Miss, why? What, Miss I wake what? up at Miss... six in the morning. Why would my eyes pop open and be like? You wake up far too early, <sighs> David Miscavige. When you have nothing to do, it was like a big inhale and an exhale. I can't sleep past six. What time do you go to bed? Fairies. So I sent Aaron this clip. Of, uh, <laughs> apparently, it's like the smelliest fish in a can. And the girl is trying to open it, and she's like an arm's length away from it, and she cannot stop dry heaving. And it goes on for like four hours. It's so real. It, it's I watched about 30 seconds, and I got everything out of it that I was yeah. going to get. Then there's another clip, and it's like a table full of bros, and they're opening up, but they're opening up this can inside of a plastic bag. And as soon as they like turn like the can opener, they're all like, "Oh my god!" Like one, but they're like, it, "I don't know what this freaking fish is," but it ends with like one of them actually vomiting in a bucket. Ew! Yeah. I'm glad I didn't get that far. Then there's another one of a guy, and he's got a trash bag wrapped around his <laughs> himself just in case. And he's and asphyxiated. He's like, yeah, he's like, I can't. I can't. And then there's a boy in a bubble, and uh-huh. he just puts his arm out. <laughs> <laughs> this fish. 
I did not make it yeah. past the first 30 seconds. Once I saw the chick gag, I didn't know what was happening either. I didn't either. Because like for the first watching. 20 seconds, you just see that her arm's out of the frame and you just... She's, <clears> to, <throat> she's opening it up with a can opener. Yeah. And it smells so bad just after like the initial oh, two turns. Oh, pop. Ooh. And then she's got to keep doing it. And then they zoom in on what's in it after the lid comes off and you're like... <laughs> How this is the is... guy who's in the room filming not vomiting? Maybe he's got a mask on. COVID. <laughs> I don't know. COVID doesn't prevent smells. Trust me. I, don't know. I know. I have I have crop dusted my own self more times <laughs> than I care to say. Paper bag pants, anyone? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, well, our friends just bought a house in Jersey and we get Which know, ones? Which the friends? ones the ones who are in Denver right now. So they bought ah. a house from afar. Can you imagine buying a house with never having seen it? I, I physically no, but I did rent an apartment without seeing it. That's fine. Is it? Cause oh, I've done that before. I love year. that. That's a that's a real Russian roulette of a living situation. <laughs> like, oh. I'm like, well, I hope they've got a toilet. I don't remember seeing it in the pictures, but I'll squat in the living room and that'll be fine. As soon as I clean out this can of fish, I'll uh, shit in that. <laughs> we left you a gift. So we went to the inspection of the house, which, oh, just like we went along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Basically... I like to look in other people's homes. Me too. In a real creepy ass way. Yes. And if there's a job that can just do that, maybe you and I could just go into people's homes, but not in like an HGTV way. Not, not, we, you and I wouldn't add anything positive. To, <laughs> like we wouldn't give them suggestions on how to make a room better. I literally just want to walk through your house. Yeah. I mean, I could give them suggestions, but sometimes, I mean, I've, I think I've watched every episode now of House Hunters because there's nothing else to watch. And mm. I'm still amazed of what people do to their house. Oh, my God. And the way people stage things and live things. Basically, if there's a job where I can walk in and judge your home, yeah. I'm so good at that. Yes. We went into the garage of this house. and Is that I was where you like, started? We started in the garage. It was open. It was also okay. weird because they were there. The homeowners there. They're not supposed to be there during a house. Good inspection. thing they have that mask on. <laughs> but I was like, what's your MO that they were like, we're just going to be here in the side yard staring at you while you go through all of our personal life. And that's literally what they did. You're holding up her thong. Wow, that's big. I just, wow, you made some choices in here. Do you have a flagpole that I could hoist this up? <laughs> what's that smell? Do you bury fish in this drawer? Uh, is this that Schumendorfer fish? <laughs> some sort of weird Danish name. So we go into the garage, and I, I turned to my jewels, and I was like, well, I know who hoarded all the toilet paper at the beginning of this pandemic. I'm talking like a full wall, floor to ceiling. That's a bag of dicks, right? Toilet there. paper everywhere. And I was like, they better be leaving at least one of these things behind. And I'm talking like racks, racks That's... of toilet paper. I'm like, how? You are an older, retired couple. Are you no. even shitting anymore? Well, I know you have to take Metamucil to get things moving, but my God. Seriously. I found all the toilet paper. If well, they were not standing there, I would have totally grabbed a pack. <laughs> and I'd be like, get the car, just get the car, get the car, just start it up. Bring it around, bring it around. the trunk and you just keep throwing it. Like yeah. you're at like Don't a- even stop the car, just keep it rolling slow and I'm going to run in. They had all the toilet paper and they had all of this like 1980s, furniture everything was like a bit rounded and big <laughs> like there was wrought iron but in the shape of a face and that was what? a bar stool like the back oh, of the bar yes. stool was a face you know what i mean it was very like 1980s this was so they did cocaine 
off of each other's asses at some point. Sure. The I, most 80s see, things. It's like the same guys that have the Scarface poster in their, their dorm oh, room. yeah. They grow up, and then they got the white lacquer table. And... Yeah, yeah. Or my brother wrote a poster that said, 10 reasons why a beer is better than a woman. Yeah. Oh, my God. The lacquer table. It's always lacquer. Yeah. And it was very... I was like, wow, I am seeing all your choices, and you're standing right over there <laughs> staring at me, and I can't say any of this out loud. Mm-hmm. But, but then I go back to my house. I'm like, what would people say of my house? I'm like, that it's fucking fabulous. That's what they'd say about this house. Every time I walk out of a different house, I'm like, I'm really thankful for the, for uh-huh. the ranch. I know you judge it. I always worry about you. You coming in and judging something. I just told you how beautiful your flowers were. Oh, thank you. That's but like to get to get a compliment like that is high praise. What do you mean? So I just feel honored. You and Chuck Ragsdale, your dry bitch is very difficult to crack. And if you like something, then I'm like, oh yeah. Well, what a great way to get into someone's home. Then you've already already put a smile on someone's face because there's so much, like. I'm colorblind, so these things must be really bright because they seem really bright to me. What does it look like to you? What do you see? Bright blue or pink flowers or whatever fucking color it is. You're right, Helen. (laughs) Helen Water. Yes. You see it. You see the flowers. You're not really blind, Helen. We're very passionate today. I guess. You know what I'm passionate about? Starting the podcast. I'm passionate about welcoming everybody to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Dom DeLuise. I'm Supergirl's Helen Slater. <gasps> and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar of the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? I don't know what that is. I what that is. what, what is makes that? your big head so hard? Ma. I, I don't. I don't. What makes your big head so hard? Ma. I, I don't know. I I give up. I But this week, I'm not giving up on you. No! I'm bringing you along for the ride because we're bringing you the advice columns of Ann Landis and Dear Rabby. That's right. We're throwing them in the back seat and we're driving them around until they gently fall asleep and then we put them back into their beds at the end of the night. We're offering them water bottles and hard candy that we find under our couch cushions. So what we do every week is that we read the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby, and then we shit-talk each other. <laughs> so if you don't already, what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official. You can join all of our two followers. Go to our website, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. That's right, we have every last episode that you can just binge. We're so bingeable because we're coming up on two years next week. I'll get to that in a second. Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We accept your advice questions and we may answer them on the air. If you need advice, talk to us. And finally, and most importantly, send us money via Patreon, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Become a subscriber and we'll send you extra bits and pieces and goods and Hard candies and Werther's Originals and Patty's Balls. Sure. And I think that's pretty much all we have to say on the business of the business. Correct. Next week, we are celebrating. And oh, oh, we're going to celebrate with some heavy drinking. And maybe a Vianetta, if we can find one. A girl cannot this dream too far. saying that it's not available yet. It's too years we've been doing this do you have anything to david miscavige me about 
<laughs> what if we just make it into a verb? I miscavage the shit out of him. <laughs> Suffer an unfortunate miscavage. Two years next week? Two years next week. <clears throat> it is our Over two 100 year shows. How many shows would that be? James. I'm going to say 348. Um, I'm never good at guessing how many jelly beans are in the jaw. Oh, the, that could be on. The anniversary show will be the 157th. <gasps> oh, wow. lucky seven. 107. 107 episodes, two years of quality comedy content. Give us money. Every Three week. American dollars. Every week Every for week, two years. We have been doing this. How do we keep coming up with better and better things to shit talk? I don't know. I don't like, know. how do they do like a late night? show that does it every night it's exhausting well they do take uh there there's a break they have a i almost said siesta i don't know what the word is yeah that's the word hyenas they take a hyenas for like two months of the summer it's not my fault i have a hyenas and then (laughs) 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 here's the thing he's a great guy i'm gonna hook you up with him okay he's tall um he works in finance and he has a hyenas i'm sorry what (laughs) He's super hot, even though he's got that hyenas. <laughs> he's, his Wait, arms are amazing. He works out all the time. He has a six-pack and a hyenas. I'm sorry. How, is that a pet? No. No, it's his no. Anus. It's um, just really It's just really abnormal. Like, how high are we talking? Like, the middle of the back? Kind of. Everyone okay. thinks it's a tattoo. But really... <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, my God. Do you have a tramp stamp of a balloon knot? What is that? Was that a sunburst? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh god is that like a like a celtic knot what did is you, that did you get that when you were in mexico on spring break no it's still my anus i mean sometimes people do a japanese character but that looks great on you i would appreciate it if you'd stop touching it right now <laughs> i've been shitting out my back <laughs> i just had sour cream and i can't control myself <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> And the other thing with what's going on in this two year, I feel like here's how we should celebrate next week. All right. Hear me out. <clears throat> Drinking, yes, standard. We're sure. going to do that anyway. Vianetta, if we can find it. If not, we could try to go back to the creepy TCBY. There is one left in the state of New Jersey, but I think it's a front for like a cockfighting ring. I think it has to be open by now. I understand why they left the fan on the window. <laughs> because of the <laughs> pandemic. You guys, there's a pandy, but we'll be back. We're leaving a fan in the window. We'll be back by summer. We should try again. Do you want to? Yeah. Would you go with me to TCBY? (laughs) And then would you go with me to the driving range? Yeah, I mean, if we Are you ready to sweat? That was intense. That was an intense summer. (laughs) That was a really hot day. Well, you wanted to be out in the sun. You had a shade option. I always take the shade option. I I don't know if I've ever sweat that much in my life. It was it was kind of amazing. You were what's his name from Airplane when he's sweating because he's pressure. Striker. Striker. I was you were soaked. Your hair was messed up. It was you look like me when you first when you came in. I feel like every time you turned around, I was like in a different Patrick, (laughs) put your shirt on. We're at a golf course. Are you sweating? No, I'm totally fine. Okay. Hey, do you need another? Bo- oh my God, are you okay? Where are you? I just looked out <laughs> of the ground. You're passed out. Did oh my God, you were the wettest I have ever seen. It was porny. It was, and I'm undercover because it's summer, which is the ginger winter. We have to keep me yes. contained and undercover at all times. 
So this week's topic. Oh, is this, I'm surprised we didn't do this already. I think we did something similar. I think but we this did. week, the theme is manners. Do you have any manners? I do not. Yeah, you you are pure manners. You're Miss Manners. You're precious. I feel like you, you like because you know like the right fork to use. You're very hospital corners. Well, it's only because pretty woman. Hector Elizondo taught me how to <laughs> Everything I need Put that to on know. a t-shirt. <laughs> Everything I need to know about eating, Hector Elizondo <laughs> taught me. Work out. Work from the outside in. Manners when it comes to eating. Just the actual act of eating have gone out the window. And I'm not talking about proper fork and all that crap. We're not yep. living in Downton Abbey. Mm. Close your mouth when you're eating. Don't talk to me. Don't drink a banana milkshake and then decide you're going to give me a soliloquy. It's disgusting. Don't bring the bowl to your mouth. Oh! And <gasps> um, and also, don't bring your head to the bowl. Depends on if you're eating SpaghettiOs. True. But, I mean, if your teeth are on top of that bowl yeah. and the bowl is still on the table, if there you're is fucking a, too close. A two-inch distance between you and the, the vessel of food. Mm-hmm. If you think... That you're going to splash, that means there's too much on your fucking fork. And if you're sitting down in sort of a relaxed, reclined position and you put the bowl on your chest, you need to rethink your life. Mm-hmm. Like, just let's just put it right there and I'm going to wedge it right above my stomach. No. I can't. No, unless you're on the go and you're by yourself. But if you're around other people. Manners when it comes to phone stuff is probably the biggest, most offensive thing right Such now. as? Such as, why are you on a speakerphone when you are in? I, I actually ate in a restaurant the other day, which was fun. I'm like, mm-hmm. look at me indoors. And no one was around because I, I was like, five o'clock special. All right, everybody, clear out of the way. I went there nice and early. Nobody was there. But then people started to trickle in. And three girls came in and sat behind me, and they decided to call their friend, and they put her on speakerphone so it can feel like you're at the restaurant with us. Speakerphone automatically makes you talk louder. Yeah. Was it speakerphone or FaceTime? I didn't turn around to find out. Because everyone likes to be on FaceTime while walking through my neighborhood. Why? Don't know. I don't know what, what, you don't need to see me. You don't need, well, they're not even looking at each other. I don't know what it, what, I don't understand. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Like, I don't want to mm. talk on the phone at all. No. And I really don't want to look at myself while I'm talking to you. Because that's what everybody does when you're FaceTiming. We all have complained of what we all look like with our head down, and that's what we're that's doing. That's the angle. Yeah. Not me. Because if we I'm, can't, because if the... we're walking around and our arm is above our head, then we look like an asshole. But that was me. I, I look like the asshole. I'm not going to FaceTime you, period. But if I do, it's going to be from like, I'm going to have Jules go up to the top of a building and just hold it from up there and I'll talk to you from afar. Okay. Or, yeah. just, or just don't. Just text. I just don't. I don't want to talk to people anymore. I don't like to FaceTime, period. I don't like. I don't like. <laughs> so I'm just okay, going to leave. Enough. I just, I, I hate Okay. That's it. Okay. I just... Well, then let's see what these other people like. All right. Okay. okay. This is from the Times Recorder, Zanesville, Ohio, February 17th, 1983. Dear Abby, I'm a 39-year-old woman recovering from a hysterectomy. I had the operation less than a week ago, and I am in a state of shock. Not from the surgery, but from the behavior of my doctor. 
The last day of my hospital stay, my doctor came into my room to remove my stitches just as I had picked up my telephone. It was my 18-year-old son calling from another state. He was calling me from jail. Oh. He said he was allowed only one telephone call, and Abby, before I could ask any other questions or hear what else he had to say, my doctor yelled in a loud voice, All right, hang up. Have them call you at home. I covered the mouthpiece and said, Please, it's my son. He's in jail. (laughs) The doctor rolled his eyes heavenward, gestured, palms up, got red-faced, and ordered me to quit tying up the hospital telephone lines. When I tried to find out what my son was in jail for, the doctor kept shouting at me until he finally took the telephone out of my hands. Abby, I felt so depressed and betrayed. This doctor calls his patients my girls. Aren't we girls entitled to even common courtesy? Aren't the priorities of my life deserving of respect? Signed, Downhearted in Downey, California. Dear Downhearted, I am glad you were able to vent your anger in a letter to me. But for maximum results and a change of behavior on the part of your doctor, let him have it with both barrels. She just told him to, she just told this woman to go in and kill this doctor. Literally both barrels. Yeah. She's like, well, Abby told me to get a gun, so I think I should do it. Do you have anything to say before sentencing? Well, <laughs> yes. Abby made me do it. Put that on a t shirt. She's like, go at him with both guns. Meanwhile, she's healing from a hysterectomy. She's like, okay, I'll get to it. Can I just. Let the stitches just coagulate first. I would definitely like to know what her son was in jail for. Why he thought by calling his mother, who had just had a hysterectomy in a hospital, as opposed to calling the dad or someone else, was a good idea. Well, if he's in jail, he's probably not thinking about, hmm, what's a good choice to make right now? If, but if you have one call... And somebody hangs up on you. Right. You have one call and you have to go to the switchboard of a hospital. To, like, you don't you want like something direct? Like, you want, like, I'm going to call this number. I know that Aaron's going to pick up. No. I'm not going to call the hospital. I'm like, room 1107, please. I'm sorry. Can you connect me? Yeah. Klondike 5. <laughs> I guarantee you, if I'm in prison, Jules doesn't pick up his phone to begin with. I'm dead. He's not going to be my first call. And it won't be your mom, because clearly. Well no, she, well, no, she does. She would actually be more, I could rely on her. Well, we call her, and sometimes it takes... Well, but that's, if we call her between one and two, it's, it's a crapshoot. She could be asleep. She could be watching Netflix. So you tell that to the police officer. Officer, if we could just wait an hour my mother would to be arrest awake. me, then I can... She can you, bail me I out. I was going to run around the park. If you're going to call somebody, you're in prison. Who's it going to be? Just Marcus? I'd probably call my oldest sister because she would know what to do. Oh, she's a lawyer, isn't she? Yeah. That's good thinking. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't call me? No. If I want to be yelled at, yeah. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Patrick, great. Now you're in prison. You're not going to show up for the 11 a.m. call time. <laughs> we have a live show tonight. Are you saying I'm abrasive? No. I, I... <laughs> Look at my small frame and my extra large chair and look at my blunt cut bangs I and be honest. I can't. I, I can't. They're so sharp. It's so sharp. <laughs> I'm afraid to touch her. I also like that when she's in, in like sitting in a hospital bed, she's like, please, it's my son in prison. Where is Where are the stitches for a hysterectomy? I don't know. 
I don't know where are the girl parts again. I We've already no established that my uterus is not a comforting place to live, so I, I don't know. I thought they'd go from the inside, which would mean. Yeah, and you just. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean. I thought you would know since you have a vagina. It says you. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Enough. I know I do have one, and uh, it's in a drawer upstairs. Mm. And if we could just pause for a moment, I'll go and get it, and we'll see how we could. Um... Do you need one of those um, Kathy Bates gloves and fried green tomatoes where we all sit in a room, pull out a hand mirror, and look at our vagina? No, and I've never watched fried green tomatoes. Well, now you will. With with all the Marys, it's like Mary Stewart, Master Antonio, Mary Elizabeth, Mary Jane, Mary... Mary Louise Parker. Louise and, Parker. Uh, and that short, blonde chick. Mary, uh... Yeah, there's a lot of Marys in this movie. I can't be bothered. Mary, it's not Mary Elizabeth. Mary, um... That's Mary Steenberg. No, Mary Louise <laughs> Parker. And, um, Why can't I think of her name? Nobody has said Mary Steenbergen for the last 20 years, and right now somewhere she just went... <gasps> David Miscavige. (laughs) (laughs) Something's going to happen to David Miscavige. Mary Stewart Masterson. There it is. Oh, God. One of the triple name Marys. There's a lot of triple Marys in this. Mary Louise Parker. Love her. I love her. Stewart Masterson. But I've never watched Fried Green Tomatoes. I'm sorry. Wow. Don't give it away. All right. Well, it was about lesbians, but then they white, not, I guess you call it whitewash when they just. Edited most of that out. For the oh, film. is it? Mm-hmm. Is it based on a book? Correct. Well, look at me. I have my finger on the pulse of 40 years ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Now get your finger off that pulse and go on to a next article. All right. Manners, oh. manners, manners are the theme. And uh, this this article is from the Hattiesburg American, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. January 10th, 1988. We're in the 80s today, kids. Manners are hard to find. <laughs> Abrasive. Dear Ann Landers, last night I took my family out to dinner. It was a fairly nice restaurant, white tablecloths and cloth napkins. Seated at a nearby table was a man wearing a t-shirt with the S word in foot-high letters across his chest. He was accompanied by a woman, probably his wife or girlfriend. He read a comic book between courses. Then I began to notice other diners. There was a man in jogging shorts and a tank top seated at a table with a woman and two children. While waiting for dessert, they picked their teeth and let their toothpicks dangle from their mouths. I saw several senior citizen types wearing hats. They were females who didn't seem to mind. What, Ann Landers, has happened to manners and respect for others? Disgusted in Tampa. Well, Well, you're in Tampa. That was the problem. Dear Disgusted. Um, this is weird, but half of my page is fogged out. Hmm. Look at that. Look at that. I can't see the rest of the answer. It's not like resolving. David Miscavige, what's wrong with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if it works. I'm going to rejudge it. Okay. All right. Okay. We're good. We're back on. All right. Dear Disgusted. I am not prepared to say that manners have gone the way of the whooping crane and the bald eagle. They are still out there, but harder to find. Why? Because we have become, unhappily, a casual, unstructured society. Well, it's okay to let it all hang out. I believe I believe that entirely too much has been hanging out in recent years. Mainly your testicles out of your shorts. People are inclined to be more self-indulgent and less concerned with propriety and consideration for others. 
Chivalry may not be dead, but it's in very poor health. Ayan! Clothing. Things that people are wearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like Mm -hmm. password. Oh, I feel like we're doing a $25,000 period. Shitty neck pillows. Um, Sweatpants. Flesh-colored leggings. Uh, 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 straight people at brunch. Uh, um, no, crop tops. Uh, uh, ill-fitting crop brunch. tops. Uh, fat hanging over pants. Um, uh, 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 girls on, on a flight I've anywhere. I've already said neck, neck pillows while you're standing up. Like you're not sitting down. Like a neck pillow while you're walking. <laughs> That's <laughs> flying, flying. I. There needs to be a dress code for flight. We've talked about this. Yes. I also think there needs someone needs to really enforce people dining. Of what they wear when they <clears> go out? Correct. I don't really, I mean, unless it's super casual and you're wearing a baseball hat. Yeah. Unless you're going to like Nathan's hot dogs. Right. But if you're, especially if you're inside, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a stickler of taking your hat off. Oh, okay. All right. But what if it's like a floppy felt hat? And it's part of the outfit. What if it's I part want of the to outfit? Rip the hat. Off. I still don't understand hats. It, first of all, you're if you're in New York, you're in a crowded restaurant. Yeah. So you're if you're like like you if know, you're if you're wearing a fedora, you've already like taken up half of the correct. restaurant. Every space. time you turn your head, you're hitting somebody. You're hitting someone. You're annoying someone. And you're probably annoying yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that. I hate with a passion sweatpants and flip flops. Agreed. And the worst part is... The top knot. And I don't know if the... Well, easily. Cannot stand. I don't understand. Like if a, you a don't, messy if top you, knot? If you can't figure out your hair... Why are you looking at me so intensely when you said can't figure out your hair? Listen, if if uh, if they can figure out a great ponytail in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married... <laughs> and, made, and made Kathleen Turner look like that... You never saw her in a fucking top knot. All it was, it was a brush, mm-hmm. maybe some Pert Plus, and a rubber band. She looked great. I don't know where this fucking top knot shit came from, but it looks like you just don't give a shit. Sometimes it's like a lot of work goes into a top knot. I want to defend the top knot. I'm taking the it opposite It takes a lot of work this. to look like shit? Yes, it takes a lot of work to look like crap. Look at what's happening right now is sweatpants. And I don't know if this is because of Kanye West and his ridiculous lines somehow seeping into mm-hmm. the American consciousness, or it's the fact that we've all been in a pandy and nobody wants to put on a sturdy pant right now. But if you go into any store, because I have looked, I'm like, oh, it's spring. Mm-hmm. I want to look like a person again. People are going to start actually physically seeing me from the neck down. Mm-hmm. Everything is sweatpants, but unless like sweatpants and heels. Unless you're Justin Thoreau or uh, Ryan Reynolds in sweatpants, I don't, I don't want to see it. Get ready because it's going to be all over the city. But like a dull colored sweatpant, like a a butterscotch sweatpant. Yeah, mm. it's not going to be pretty. Can but I this see anything is... through it? No, no, it's oh. a solid color. But it's everybody's going to be in sweatpants and a cropped sweatshirt. You heard it here first, and I'm horrified. I guess it all depends. If you have a sense of fashion, and if you have like maybe a small like, I don't know, ounce of self respect, and you've like done yourself up a little bit, okay, I get it. But if you're rolling out like, like a girl, uh, in college, like I'm just gonna go to the Arby's for breakfast. 
If we don't go to the dining hall with me, they've got pierogies yeah. today. I was going to wear like what I went to bed in. And you're like, no. I Who can't be bothered. Have some fucking self-respect. I don't. I Here's the other thing, too, with the what you wear inside, what you wear to like a restaurant. I've made an executive decision after last summer. No more shorts when I go to a restaurant. Mm. And that's because everybody was sitting outside. But we went to Little Italy in like the dead of July. Mm-hmm. So now we're eating outside on the street on mm-hmm. the hot tar. Yeah. And the sun is just beating down. And I've got shorts on because Christ... I was going to die if I had anything longer than my knees. Sure. But I slid all over. (laughs) I was just like, because I was sweating so much in my thighs. And I was like, oh, God, there was a slide factor, even with like, oh, and I just left behind like a puddle of knee sweat. Can you imagine that we're in pants? I know, but there has to be a happy medium. That's why I'm rocking like a nice thin. It can be dressed up or dressed down. Not a sweat pant. I don't know what you'd call them. Joggers. Vagina? Oh. No, I'm not wearing my vagina pants because I know they make you uncomfortable. That's another thing. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to go up to people at this gym that I work at, work out at. There's a girl that comes in and I'm like, do you feel good? Because <laughs> this looks painful. It looks painful. Like a vice? <clears throat> Like like a corset, but for the bottom half of your body. Like an outfit. Like an outfit. Listen, I'm working out. Um, I'm wearing a fruit of uh, like a, 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 a fruit loops t-shirt, a backwards <laughs> hat, and you know knee high socks. But Clearly, you've got like Urkel style that's quirky and cute. I don't know about that. I'm just trying to get through this workout. Uh-huh. She's working out as if she's like filming Fabletics. Yeah. And I'm like. Listen, this is a. I feel like you're sexually assaulting me. <laughs> but this is what That's happens. Like a, you know, like some guys that work out, and I'm like, hi. Are your balls working out today? Because that's the only thing I see right now. A one. Why don't you get two? Why don't you one, get some fucking two. bigger shorts? <laughs> I'm working just the right one today. Yeah. Just flexing it. The one is just pushing the other. All right. Ew. All right. Outfits when you work out. I don't work out around other human beings, but there is very much a fashion component. That I to the worky outy you know, outfit. I guess people could argue uh, yeah, against me, too. Like, I have a problem with people that wear sweatpants that go to the brunch or whatever looking like garbage. I go to the gym. I don't look like garbage, but I certainly am not dressing up because I'm working out. No. That's like if I put on a ball gown to go fucking bench. I see people put on makeup to go work out and, like, earrings. Mm-hmm. Earrings. Nothing is more jersey than working out in hoops. And perfume. Mm. If I have to work out behind someone... Or run on a treadmill. Well, I don't do that because I don't go to my gym anymore. Who's sweating off Sarah Jessica Parker's lovely while she mm-hmm. runs. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm so glad you put that on. Yeah. What is that? White diamonds? <clears throat> yeah. What? <clears throat> is that the Schlemmenhofer fish? <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Hit me with you another. smell like a cat took a... Shit in my mouth. <laughs> took like a turn in a blender with some cinnamon. Ew. This is from the Orlando Evening Star, Orlando, Florida, September 30th. 1968. Dear Abby, last evening, my daughter brought her boyfriend over to visit. I was pouring coffee, so I asked the young man if he cared for a cup. He just stared at me. It didn't say a word. When he finally spoke, it was to say that he never realized before that I was cross-eyed, and he didn't answer me right away (laughs) because he didn't know I was talking to him. (laughs) 
I, said I don't that. even know how I'm writing this article to you right now. I can't even see the paper. And then she gets it like on a on a tablecloth. Thanks for writing on a tablecloth to me. <laughs> yeah, she sends in the tablecloth in the letter. <laughs> I said to him, young man, I am not only cross-eyed, I am extremely sensitive about it. But most people spare me embarrassment by not mentioning it, having learned from their mothers when when very young that such remarks are rude and unkind. Do you think I was justified in answering him that way, or should I apologize to him just to please my daughter? Oh. Signed, Wondering. Dear Wondering, you owe the boorish fellow no apologies. He should have thanked you for the lesson. <sighs> this I, is hot for me. This I had a teacher in high school that <laughs> you didn't know you didn't know what where to e- look. Even if he was right at I think I've mentioned him before. He used to, I used I don't know why I was in the front row because I was a terrible student. <laughs> I, I could have I could have sat on his desk and I still would have failed the class. He he wore uh, clothes that were like obviously like two decades too old and there's always like a little bit of a urine stain by a zipper. Oh, because he, he didn't shake it off. No, he's you know he kind of looked like one of those like Warner Brothers like. Droopy. If Droopy were an English teacher, this would be it. Okay. So the pants are up to his nipples. It's like that really awkward yellow short sleeve shirt that's a little sheer. So then you see the t-shirt underneath it. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. The wide like knit tie. It's 109 degrees in this boys' school because oh. we don't have air conditioning. Yeah. He's got spray hair. So it's sweating down either side of his face. He's got oh thick God. glasses that uh, illuminate his cross-eyed because you're like, oh, but they're like magnifying both of his eyes and he's sitting there asking you a question but even though he's looking at you you think he's looking at you but he may actually be talking to chris who's sitting next to you oh my god that's how bad it is and you're like are you talking are you talking to me so now only i I don't know what to look at you can't look at his eyes and if you look down you're looking at the dick the dick dribble (laughs) or if you look at either side of his face his hair's falling off because it's sweating down the side. There's nowhere face. for the eye to settle. There's I'm nowhere. Like, this is like. And he's like, what's two times eight? Well, it's English class. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's why I failed. <laughs> How do we conjugate this verb? He David miscavaged me <laughs> in the backseat. I was like, this is really uncomfortable. And you don't know what he's calling on you. You just described stand- every teacher. He also teacher. stands with like his back, like pushing his back back. So, like, extending his belly slash Oh, dick. God, yeah, it's yeah. Like, these brown pants are really too close. <laughs> to Why did every day... T- you just explained Mr. Lalacana. <laughs> that's, that's like, and I remember the teachers. There was one... Uh, I didn't want to say his name. Well, I'm outing mine. We all had a Lalacana. Mm-hmm. Haven't we all? Maybe we'll have it next week for the anniversary show. <laughs> <laughs> David Miscavige, you're right. I'll have the, I'll have the Lalacana, please. Can I have the Lalacana? Do you have any more Vienna? Oh, Vienna that Cana? needs to be a good... That's The name of next week's cocktail will be the Lalacana. You've heard it here now. I don't know what the celebratory cocktail is going to be, but it's going to be... She'll big. have the Viennetta <laughs> I voted for her. I might as well have a slice of her. My God. No, we all had that kind of teacher, though, didn't we? And there was one that was, we had a, it's always a science teacher for me. It, like the memories of the teachers that looked like that. Mm-hmm. But somebody put an amoeba in this guy's coffee once. And it like kids knocked him terrible. off his, I, kids are awful, especially where I'm from. They were, I was also like, that's next level awful because where'd you get the amoeba? Mm-hmm. Like that takes work. 
How do you find an amoeba? If I were a teacher, I would never have anything open no! on my desk. And I liquid. Eat, I would not bring anything to eat. You are drink. tempting fate. No. And I would never leave it un- uncovered. I would never like leave the room and leave I would it behind. Never, I would never be in a room alone with a student. I would like, <laughs> I I just if I've learned one thing from the serpent is don't leave mm-hmm. your drink unattended. I just remember my Spanish teacher who always put on a cat eye, but nice. like with blue eyeshadow. Oh. I can't remember what her name was. She had a um bright bleach blonde hair and she was about ninety years old. I like that. And cat eye makeup. And I was like, Yeah. I had a teacher in high school, my all boys high school. His name was Miss Senor Howell. <laughs> Because you always had to say senor. Senor, buenos dias. But I'm like, I have no idea what he said. Like, I literally, I was so, I couldn't retain anything. Now, of course, I understand. It (laughs) doesn't mean anything because it doesn't. It's too late now. Right, I can't I'm done learning. Um, Senor Howell looked exactly like Jack Tripper. If, (gasps) from Three's Company, if he possibly was gay. Because he oh. was one of those like, I'm like oh, I like your purple socks and your purple sweater. Like everything kind of like matched in this weird way. And like the way he'd express himself. And he kind of knew when someone was like fucking with him. Mm. And I knew like, oh, this is a quick-witted homosexual. I because like I see you. Senor. I see you, senor. Hey, senor. <laughs> because he would just, <laughs> he would catch these fuckers and like lie. And he'd know when I'm cheating. He'd see my cheat sheet. And he's like, I get it. Like, <sighs> Senor was great. We I watched Man of La Mancha senor. in class once. Oh, I'm like, come this on. is amazing. Yeah, that's the tell right there. Yeah, I don't really think that uh, Sophia Loren is actually singing, but I'll humor this. I didn't learn anything about <laughs> Spanish by, learn- by watching Man of La Mancha, but sure, it ticked the box. All right. Does anyone have the litter- Linda Etter version? No, we don't. <laughs> Thanks, Senor Hal. We'll see you at the Ramrod later, okay? All right. Here is my final article of the day All for right. the Manners theme. This comes from the Pocono record. Nothing's ruder than the Poconos. Poke this, no. Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, October 24th, 1966. Here's the title. You ready? Road, road, road. (laughs) Road, road, road. Road, road, road. Dear Adlanders, recently you put down salespeople who yak on the phone and keep customers waiting. You said they were rude, rude, rude. And now, will you say something to the rude, rude customers who come to the store before and after hours and try to get in? My husband and I own a small shop. Our shop opens for business at 9 a.m. We close at 5.30 p.m. We get down to work about 8.30 a.m. and we need every minute to check stock, mail, and open packages, make telephone calls, and do countless other chores. Yet almost every morning, some inconsiderate slob bangs on the door for 20 minutes before, bangs on the door 20 minutes before we are supposed to open. If we don't open up, they go to the back door and holler, I know you're in there! We have the same problem at closing. (laughs) Although we have our hours posted clearly in the front window, many people beat on the door and want us to open up for them. Please tell the American public that this is rude, rude, rude. Thank you. Signed, also human beings. <laughs> Dear human, it may be rude, 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 but if I owned a store, I wouldn't mind opening up for a customer who was a little early or a little late. It might be the best sale of the day. Of course, I've never owned a store and I could be wrong. <laughs> How about some word for more of you on the other side of the cash register? Ayan! When you're about to close up for the night after you've been on your feet for eight hours, and someone's like, can I just get one more burrito? No, we can't. We're done. 
we're, we're done. done here. They're like, oh, but can I just? Mm. No, you can't just. Mm. No, I. No. I also like that she shaded her. She's like, of course, I've never owned a store because I don't do plebe work, you know? <laughs> I'm like over here in my manicured uh, <laughs> uh, penthouse apartment. I don't have to, to shovel it with you assholes trying I to make really a living. I never really had a store anyway. Who, what's a store? I don't. Sh- I pay people to shop for me. I think most people do open up a little bit early. And oh. if you've got a huge sale going on, then they'll close late. No. If you ever go to the, the mall... You know, I, <laughs> I remember, go- I love them all. I do. But you get led into the actual building early, but the stores do not open until the strike of yes, that thing. Correct. And then, you know, you're standing in front of a Boscov's, watching the gate go up, getting all excited. It's, yeah, if I, but if I, I if I worked at a store, I would not open up one second before and one second after. Yeah, I agree. I agree on I'm that. I'm fussy point. like Thank that. You. That is, I agree. Here's where you agree. <gasps> David Miscavige, it's a good day today. <laughs> All right, we're going to call my mother next week okay. for the very special two-year anniversary episode. We're going to ask her all about her anniversary that she celebrated 50 years with my father. That's five amazing. zero. When was the last time you did anything for 50 minutes, let alone 50 years? Can't even do a Cody Rigsby ride for 50 minutes. I know. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Especially your... when your balls go numb. Oh, tell me about it. Still Mine go numb on. pretty fast. Oh but I have a hyenas, so it's actually mm. okay. <laughs> it doesn't hurt as much. That's the beauty of the hyenas, yeah. is when you do Peloton. So, then I believe that leads us to our next segment, which is... Yes. <gasps> Instagram mail! Instagram mail! Without it's all your serial killers, Instagram mail! Slip a pill in some drinks and let right. yourself puke and open the fish can! Is it tight? Let's miscavige this thing, baby! This right. week, like all weeks, we are answering an advice question via the Instagram mail. So follow us on Instagram at DearPodOfficial or email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And we will take your questions and answer them on the air. We are going to do our very best to be like Anne and Abby. A modern day Anne and Abby. Answering your questions, your queries, your issues. I almost just said your panties, but that is not... You can. I can answer your panties. Panties. What they say? All right. So we have one Instagram mail question today. Patois. Dear Pod, now that travel is coming back, so will parents with their lungs of steel babies. I know it's not their fault if their kid's head spins around right after takeoff like in The Exorcist, but if I'm shelling out big bucks for the front of the plane, I want it to be a little enjoyable and not pretend that that tiny air horn of a kid is cute for four hours. Any tips would be greatly appreciated. Signed, up, up, and go away. Up, up, and go away. And my beautiful balloon. Why am I in a freaking balloon? <laughs> I woke up at 4.30 to be on this fucking balloon. This doesn't feel safe. <laughs> Dear Up Up, scheduling travel is always a crapshoot any way you slice it. You can book first class all the way to to Hawaii and back and not expect that just as you're about to get your Mai Tai ordered, the top of the fuselage will have ripped off like in Aloha Airlines Flight 243 in 1988, leaving you with a side order of air shrapnel. As I said to my sister on her wedding night, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I am a magnet for chatty Cathy's and tiny terrors. 
I would have a loaded Smith & Wesson on my tray table pointed directly at them, and they'll still kick my seat or drone on and on about the scabies outbreak at their son's summer camp. Yes, I know it's not the parents' fault. Kids are terrible, and like magwise after midnight, they can wreak havoc when not looking. You're going to have to pack an emergency kit. No, no, not for a possible crash, but for a possible kid. Or kids. What's worse than one kid? Two. Or three. Damn it, they're multiplying like Mormons. So, pack your Jesus, don't make me go to jail today kit. That includes an eye mask, Ambien, melatonin, Bose noise-canceling headphones that go over your head so everyone knows that you're not listening and, most importantly, not engaging in mindless chatter or participating in any appeasement for that kid. Also in your kit, a small sandwich board to display in a tray table with your drink order and orders for them to keep them coming. The less you say on that plane, the better. It's not always the friendly skies, no matter how many wings you clip in that mile-high club. Before you know it, you'll arrive at your destination, rested and a little buzzed. As the Von Traps are fiddling with their playpens and strollers sweating like a Catholic priest in the courtroom, you'll be breezing through baggage claim into your Uber without a care or kid in sight. Best of luck. Oh, I thought you were going to say your name. No. Oh, okay, good. All right. Good, just leave me hanging. Mm -hmm. But even if you put on Bose canceling everything, I mean... Whatever with the babies, you won't hear that. But somebody will inevitably try to talk to me. There was mm. I flew back from Ireland, and I specifically upgraded my seat so that I could have that more legroom area. Sure. And it was a two-seater. The one guy sits next to me. It's an Ireland. <laughs> you think I'm going to get an Irish person next to me? I get the one annoying hick American who's like, I've never been on play before. <laughs> I'm on top. And every time I shifted, I had my headphones in, I had my hoodie on, I had my sunglasses on. This is a non-welcome zone. Correct. I do not want to communicate with you. I don't know, aside from putting a bag over my head, what else do I have to say? Well, you should have tried it. And he starts talking to me. Put my oh. earphones in. Keeps talking. He's like pointing at my screen. I should have watched porn just to get him to stop. Yeah. Like, it, well, that would have, you know, opened up a whole new ball of wax. No pun intended. <laughs> A whole new can of smelly fish. Oh, you like testicles? Wait till you at mine. see these two. At and one three. point, I was like, I am on a six-hour flight. I can't handle this. And I'm not good with this kind of conflict. But I lost my mind at the guy. About two hours in, he kept trying to talk to me. And I was like, please, sir, stop trying to talk to me. Please. I don't know how else to tell you. I've given you every sign. But I'm literally, this was honest to God a thing that I did. I lost my mind. I was like... I have my headphones on. I have my hood up. I don't want to talk. I just want to sit on a flight and not engage with anybody. And you keep trying to talk to me. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then it stops for like two minutes. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I was like, you're still talking. (laughs) You're still talking to me. (laughs) He did it. He continued to do it for the rest, the rest of the flight. To the point where I had to just start ignoring him. I was ignoring him. People don't understand silence. People don't understand asking somebody fully saying to you, please don't talk to me. I am running on two hours of sleep and I am not here to engage you. This is not my job on this flight. Damn it all. I feel so much better. All right. Here's what Anne has to say to up, up and go away. See, I get in the mindset of travel and then I instantly get angry. Dear up, up. See, this is why I travel by stagecoach. There's an entire car dedicated to booze. Whenever someone's spawn starts wailing, you can walk or run to it. It's like a gin-soaked panic room without that morbid Kristen Stewart. 
Imagine being trapped in a panic room with that bundle of joy. I would have run out and told the robbers to shoot me rather than stay in that room with Kristen Stewart. Oh, my God. But I digress. Now, now that the world is coming back online, so are all the annoyances that existed pre-pandemic. Every time someone posted something about changing during this time or learning about themselves, I would just light a cigarette and laugh. If you were an asshole before this, you'll be an asshole after. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We live in the United States of amnesia. Things will be doubly crap now because people can use a deadly virus as an excuse to be extra awful. So I say, fight fire with fire. If you ever wanted to be a terrible person, now is the time. There is a very small window. If there is a baby wailing in a row nearby, I recommend a multi-pronged approach. First, there's the classic glare. Now remember, you will be masked. So you only have to work with one third of your face. You have to really lay it on thick. Add the eye roll with one of these. <sighs> really let them know how you feel through your forehead. Inform the flight attendant that you're only half vaxxed and you gave up your spot in the Moderna line for someone less fortunate. And that that baby is releasing droplets into the air with every single scream. Dangerous droplets. Can you tell the mother to bring it to the back of the plane over the loud engine or have it check it at the gate during the connecting flight? Or you can always go full Lithgow and stand up, pointing at the baby while yelling, Unclean! Unclean! At the very least, it'll shake things up and make your otherwise dull travel day more interesting. Good luck, you silly asshole, and happy traveling! See you on Amtrak! Ayan! Sure, trains take a little bit longer. Yeah, it may take you about seven days to get to Delaware, but you'll be drunk the entire time. And you can move around the space. There is something nice about being able to maneuver. I I mean... (laughs) If you think that people are not going to use coronavirus as an excuse to be extra horrible... I already know that they are. Oh, it's just going to get worse. I just don't understand how America doesn't have high-speed travel by now. Every other country... Well, you can blame the Concorde for that. It ruined everything. Leaders. I mean, how the hell are we all traveling around Manhattan underground in the same subway system that was built 100 years ago? How are we not just transporting matter via a chip? Hasn't Elon Musk gotten on this? Is this really the most... Like efficient way to do things. Seriously, this is the best you came up for. Like, I mean, even teeth have evolved from wood to porcelain. Like, I mean, sometimes, right? Depends on who you're dating. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, make it better. In China, you can get from one side to the other in about twenty minutes in their high-powered train because they. Yeah, but somebody's holding a gun to your head. They figured out how to do all this. Well, yeah, we don't invest in infrastructure because it's not sexy. I mean, Come you know on. what's not sexy when that uh, earthquake in in uh, Los Angeles when the highway collapsed on top of one another. Oh, that's not yeah. sexy. Talk at about all. bad infrastructure. You're right. It's time to go to the bar cart here. Everybody, walk yourself back to the bar car and join us 
for this week's <gasps> specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Slip a Mickey in it, everyone throw the up. There's not enough Drinks booze to go around if you if rip you make off it the top the of your plane. There the top no of your plane. with the bar cart because it flew out of the top. Uh, that would be the biggest crime. If, if, if like, you survived it and at the very last part you're like, oh, the bar cart just flies <laughs> like, up. fuck! Nips are everywhere! <laughs> well, this week we are not having nips, but maybe we should next week because it's our specialty cocktail of two years next week. Oh. But pre-two years, this week's specialty cocktail is the Miss Manners. James Jules Ferris has said please and thank you and has properly placed his napkin on his lap. Mm. Mr. Manners. All right, now here's Mr. what we got. Mr. Ma- Mrs. Hyenas. Here's what we got. Two ounces of white rum, one and a half ounces of pineapple juice, a teaspoon of grenadine, and a quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur. You like want to shake liqueur. Like the cherry. Shake well with ice and strain into a martini glass. And here's the tasting notes. Also known as the Mary Pickford, this delightful little sip was created at the Hotel Nacional de Cuba in Havana during Prohibition for the film star. She was known at the time as America's sweetheart. Between the pineapple juice, grenadine, and cherry liqueur, that sweetness comes across loud and clear. Although her image depicted clear... Although her image depicted fragility and innocence, she proved to be a strong businesswoman who took control of her career in a cutthroat industry. With that, may we introduce the punch and balance of white rum. After one sip of this, you will be holding doors open for strangers, helping little old ladies across the street, and refraining from telling your neighbors that what they have done to their backyard is hideous and embarrassing. You would never do that. You have manners. Thank God I have no manners then, because I have some strongly worded things to say to you. Everybody lift them up. Ooh, it's nice and chilly. She's very cold. Cold and dead inside, like me. When you said innocence, all I could think of is enigma. Returned innocence. Dis-moi. Sad. Dis-moi. Hail, 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 hail. Think of like them going into the recording studio to do that. They're like, you guys, the door's just wrapped up, so now the studio's open for Enigma. All right, can we get the throat singers in the corner? Can we get the guy with the bongos? And then can we get the woman who whispers all the time? Just in. Just bring them on in. We're going to record you guys all at once so you can get the feel for each other while you're doing it. Okay. What if they started like the session out, kind of like how we start out the podcast? <laughs> a little bit like, what'd you do last night? Like, oh my God. So this asshole was singing upstairs. What was he doing? So I can't even... Who's the, like, this is what it sounded like. Hail. <laughs> and then some guy that like and the producer's like oh that sounds great let's put that in it's like, let's loop and it and then like we had the finished product oh my god it's number one and like oh, I haven't heard it yet and it starts out with him like are you fucking kidding me see here's what I thought you were gonna do is if they start out the podcast like us their their recording session it's like yeah so anyway you know I went to this great spaghetti pl- are we ready to go okay wait. <clears throat> sad what did you say Erin Anyway, I was saying I went to the spaghetti place the other night, and I don't usually eat carbs, but do you want me to do it again? Okay. I don't know. It's just he told me, he, he sent me the email that said Dimoi. Didn't you get that? Hmm. What is it? <laughs> All, right. All right, great. I think that we've got it. Okay, Patty, can you do your part? This is the throat singing. Sir. <clears throat> <clears throat> It's like Poltergeist too. 
<laughs> in the burial mound. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, Marcus and I sometimes randomly in our apartment, like, one of us will do that. The burial ground in Poltergeist, <laughs> no, too? Just like, <laughs> That's fantastic. We'll call it world music. It'll just fly right off the shelves. Return to innocence. Mm. Like, how dare you? Like, to talk, you've got the whisper, <laughs> you've got the whisperer, the guy from Poltergeist 2, and then someone's like, the returned innocence. And, Wait, we, no one like, knows what the fuck has been happening. And now they all work for Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> like, where they just, I've, I have a friend who's a singer on Cirque du Soleil, and I was like, how does that work? Like, they, they, they channel her in from the top. It's like she floats in from the ceiling, and so she's just sort of like hovering in the middle of everything, be like, and I said, "Do they give you music for that?" And she's like, "No, I make it up every night. Every well, night, great. she just and you gets have nothing dropped. to live up to." <laughs> exactly. She just picks a few vowels, and then she's like, "This is my this is my track for the night." And Cirque, why, I mean, Pink, Pink doesn't have that luxury. She's got to sing Glitter in the Air upside down, and everyone knows the words. They're like stuck to the side of a building like Spider-Man. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, mm, yeah, but she was kind of out of breath. Yeah. She's upside down. She's pitchy. <laughs> See, no one will ever say that about a Cirque du Soleil singer. They'll never know. Half of the time, you don't even know there's a singer there. There was one time they were up in like the fly of a, like the top of the theater. And I was like, where's that sound coming from? And you looked up and it was just like someone's head hanging out of the proscenium of the the theater. Hey, uh, hey! So you want to get drinks after the I session so today? Okay. Innocent. <laughs> 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 what? I like this little That was tasty. the best. She's a, you know what? I I don't like a sugary drink generally, but this is not as sugary as I thought it was going to be. Maybe it's the white rum. Rum is happening right now. Is it? Yes. We are on the verge of rum season. Can't you feel it? No. It's a very dark and stormy year. I can feel it. Everybody drank dark and stormies at my parents' anniversary party. What's a dark and stormy? Rum and ginger beer. What is Very good. I thought there's a, I thought there's a beer where it's dark and stormy. That's Isn't a porn there? star. That's a dark and stormy yeah. Daniels. No. When it's like two different types of beer in one. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's um a black and tan. Black and tan, yeah. That's like a harp and a Guinness or something. Yeah, I had to make that once. Oh. I'm like, ugh. They're like, you're supposed to have it divided. I'm like, guy, fuck <laughs> off. There's a thousand people behind you. Like, if my it's all going to go down. involve layers, the parfait. Listen, you're just going to keep farting this, and no one's going to talk to you. It's weird. <laughs> all right. Are you really going to be that yeah. fussy now? Your wife just got a bucket of booze to share with 15 of her other friends, and one of them probably has herpes. So. Yeah, and she just tripped on her duster while she was trying to walk out of the bar. So <laughs> right. you have bigger problems than a divided beer, you know? <laughs> Drink this beer like it's America, divided. She just put that straw up her hyenas. <laughs> You've got bigger problems, son. <laughs> you will tonight. Good luck wiping. I'm wait, watching way too many serial killer documentaries on Netflix lately, and I'm like, you know what? They had a point. <laughs> you know what? That's that's. I'm starting to like empathize with them now. Hundred percent. I have made. <laughs> I have made Marcus watch yet a third documentary on the Menendez brothers, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Just. I 
right. literally like went to this whole thing. Like, like if you were in what that happens? family, wouldn't you? I mean, the second trial, they didn't even talk about raping the kids. I mean, I don't think I have a lot of friends that are actors, but I don't think anyone could do what those kids did on the stand because it's real. <laughs> I mean, he's like, are you insane? I'm like, he's like, so that constitutes blowing your parents' brains out? I'm like, if you've been traumatized... <laughs> I, you I, like, don't understand how bad PTSD can get. I felt like I was like their attorney. Like I put my hair up, I put on a nice blouse, I put on some pumps, and I'm like, let me tell you what happened in the <laughs> Beverly Hills mansion. Like, 